We're, uh, we're looking over summer at a, at a series, which is what is God saying to you? So we started last week and, and last week we looked quickly at how we hear from God. Because it's a bit, it's one of those like mystical ideas, isn't it? We hear someone says, I heard from God. Uh, and we looked a bit last week at what that actually means. How do we hear from God? If you, if you missed last week and you want to catch up, we have the preach on, uh, what is it called? SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Go have a listen if you want. But, but I believe that God is a God who is alive and wants relationship, that God speaks to us. And if we're willing to set aside the time, we can hear from God. God speaks to us through His text, the Bible. In fact, that's, that's kind of where God speaks to us most is through the Bible, but also in prayer. And we talked a little bit about how prayer isn't just talking. It's actually sometimes you sit and listen in prayer and God can speak. And He also speaks to us through community when we gather together. I pray again this morning that we might hear from God as we gather together. We're hearing... Um, the next few weeks, though, isn't so much just teaching on how we hear from God. We're going to hear from a few people as to what God has revealed to them, what they've heard from God recently to share with us as a faith community. So next week, hopefully, we'll hear from uh, Sarah Haightley next Sunday morning. The week after, Jacob. And the week after that, we're hearing from Megan who's going to share with us what God is saying to them. Now, not that any of you mind, and it's more just so I can kind of brag about it, but I'm on leave for the next three weeks. So I won't be around, but I, you guys will have a great time, I'm sure. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll figure it out. Uh, I'm going to confess something this morning. Is that okay if I confess something? Now, before you start, don't judge me, okay? Will you, do you promise not to judge me? Don't judge me. My confession is, my confession is that I get extremely jealous of some people. That's my, that's my confession. Now, I'll go into specifics about the type of people. I get really jealous of people who can read a book, right? Just, no, that's not. Who can read a book and then recall everything that they've just read. Like they read a book once and suddenly in a conversation they can drop like a whole paragraph of what the book was about. Can I tell you, there are some books that I've read maybe close to 10 times and I still wouldn't be able to quote anything from that book. I have, I have a couple of friends who, who have amazing recall when they read a book, and that, and that sticks with them forever. It just amazes me. Now, maybe, maybe the conclusion of that is that I'm a bit thick, like, like maybe I'm just not very intelligent, and, you know, I'll wear that. Uh, but the reality is I need constant reminders, I need reminders, like, like either if I want to remember what was in that book or I, I need to reread the book. I need, I need constant reminders all the time. This morning, what I want to share with you, what God's kind of been showing me, what God's been saying to me, uh, I need to tell you it's not a new idea this morning. 
If anything, it's, it's one of those reminders, one of those things that keeps slipping out of my head and I have to keep reminding myself. And, and I hope that this morning that it's helpful to you too as a reminder. I, um, I'm sharing on a verse that I, I just keep coming back to. Remember last week we talked about how do we know God's talking to us? And, and this verse, in, in my preparation, I was like, this morning... I'm going to give the most amazing prophetic word. I'm going, to, I'm going to hear from God and I'm going to come and it's going to be like the most amazing thing you've ever heard. It's going to change everyone's life. Anyway, in my preparation and prayer, in the end, God just kept reminding me and reminding me about a particular verse. And I believe that this is something that God's leading me to share. I believe that it's something that helps edify and encourage us. As a church, it helps keep our focus on being a mission people. So I'm going to read from Acts 4. If you've got a Bible on your phone, maybe, maybe pull it up. Uh, Mark will get it up on the screen. Acts 4, we're starting at verse 29 in Acts 4. All right, 29. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. Let's pray quickly. Holy Spirit, we ask that you reveal your word. Reveal to us what you're saying to us here this morning, God. We thank you that, uh, that you're moving. We thank you for the voices we can hear. We thank you for this community. We ask for open hearts to hear and receive your word this morning. Amen. All right. So I just want us to quickly go over where we are in Acts, and then we'll just explore this text a little bit together. Is that okay? Now, I won't be too long this morning. We, we want to hang out and party a little bit. So uh, Jesus, at the end of the Gospels, has ascended. He's gone up uh, to heaven. The, the believers have gathered together after Jesus has left. And on Pentecost, we know the story, the Holy Spirit comes, right, on Pentecost, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. There's there's tongues of fire resting on people's head. There's there's people speaking in tongues. There's the sound of the the mighty rushing wind as as the Holy Spirit comes. The result of that is that Peter starts preaching to the people around, and and the church is born. It's born with three thousand people who who kind of claim that they're going to follow Jesus. And they form a community together and they meet regularly to pray and to, to hear teaching. Anyway, Peter and John, two of the, the disciples, go to the temple 
and, and they end up healing a crippled beggar. Of course, all those who saw this happen were amazed that the power of God came and this beggar was, was healed. He was walking again. And so again, Peter uses the opportunity to preach again about who Jesus is. Peter and John are then confronted by the temple guard, by the, by the teachers of religious law. They're, they're kind of confronted. And in the end, they're arrested and they're put in jail overnight. Uh, in saying that, Peter's preaching in the temple. Well, actually 5,000 people saw that sign and wonder and they start following. And so they're gathered in with the, the community as well. In the morning after being kind of in prison overnight, there's a discussion with the rulers and the, and the Sadducees and, the, and kind of all the important people. And they're, they're trying to discuss what do we do with, you know, Peter and John. And they, they're telling him, listen, you can't preach Jesus resurrected. And in the end, Peter and John are pretty adamant, no, no, that's exactly what we're going to do. And... And the rulers want to kind of force some bigger punishment on them. They want to press the, the issue, but they're scared that it might start a riot. So they actually let Peter and John go. That leads us to where we are, the verse that I just looked at. So Peter and John, after being arrested, come back to the group together. And I want to suggest that maybe that the guys, the disciples at this point were starting to get a little bit worried. You see, actually the rulers were starting to tell them, no, you can't do what you're wanting to do. You can't do that in the temple. You're not allowed to speak about Jesus resurrected. You can't teach on that anymore. And I think they kind of regathered. This boldness that they had got from Pentecost, well, well they had lived that out and they'd, they'd seen some great things, but I, I actually think they were retreating for a bit they were unsure. They saw some wins, but they were starting to get a bit worried about what's the next step. And their response to that is what God has led me to share this morning. And for some of you, it's probably me sharing it again. I, I definitely have shared it in team meetings. This morning, what is God saying to me? I've got kind of two points two things that I want us to take. And the first is this. Can I tell you the filling of the Holy Spirit isn't just a once-off? It's not just a once-off. We know the Pentecost account, right? We know that the Holy Spirit came. He, Jesus kind of promised that he would come, the helper would come. And we love it, don't we? Like, like Pentecost, we celebrate it every year. We, we love the idea that the, the church started, the church's birthday, but the Holy Spirit kind of came and filled His people and they were able to do miraculous things and they were able to speak with boldness. I think sometimes we hold on to that and we think, oh, well, I received the Holy Spirit once and that's, that's kind of it. And then we get maybe a bit discouraged and we're like, oh, oh no, I received the Holy Spirit. What's, what's kind of going on? Well, can I tell you in this story, and, and we overlook it so often, it could have only been a couple of days after the Pentecost account. Like actually the, the story of Acts kind of says, well, well, they gathered together and then Peter and John went off. 
It could have been like two days later. And the disciples already were praying again to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Fill us again with boldness so that that we aren't afraid of what they say, that we might still speak of Jesus resurrected. It's not even like, like I know that they had gone to jail, but they had seen a crippled man get up and walk. And yet the disciples again met and asked Holy Spirit to fill them. I think it is pretty easy to think, well, I've asked the Holy Spirit to fill me. I've experienced a big moment in my faith at some point where, where God really moved me and, and it changed me. You know, Jesus lives in me. I, I live for Him. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, we need a bit more power again. Maybe there has been a time where we've been really bold in our proclamation of the gospel. Maybe we need the Holy Spirit to fill us again anew to receive that same boldness, bigger boldness. This morning, do you feel like you have the courage and boldness to share the good news of God's kingdom coming? Do you feel like you have that boldness and courage in you at the moment? If so, that's awesome. Yeah, we're praying blessing even more. But for some of us, I don't know. Maybe there isn't that boldness. Maybe you feel timid. Maybe you think up all the excuses as to why I can't talk about God's kingdom coming. Well, we're going to have we're going to have a moment this morning where we get to ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us again. Fill us afresh. Can I tell you this idea of getting filled with the Holy Spirit over and over is a biblical idea. I think sometimes we think of like you start talking about getting filled with the Holy Spirit suddenly oh no you're a, you're a charismatic or you're a, a pentecostal that's that's what they do. Can I tell you it's a biblical idea. The Holy Spirit is sent so that we can live our life like Jesus. The Holy Spirit is sent. The Holy Spirit is with us so that we can proclaim with boldness God's goodness. The Holy Spirit is sent so that we can see healing in our neighbourhoods. That we can see people healed, made whole again. The second account that we just read isn't even like they just prayed and that was it. It actually says the room shook. You know, we think again of, well, that was just when the Holy Spirit came the first time. The room shook. It was crazy. Well, this is, again, a couple of verses, chapters later, they prayed the room shook. The Holy Spirit is real. We need Him to be like Jesus. We need Him to live a life on mission. So we're going to have a chance in a minute to, to kind of pray for that refilling. The second thing that I I believe God was just leading me to say, now, I told you that these are reminders, didn't I? I I know that's not new news, but I need that reminder. I need reminders all the time. I'm just a bit thick. 
But the second thing that I think is really important in our framing of asking for the Holy Spirit is this. Can I tell you the filling of the Holy Spirit isn't for a feel-good reason. The filling of the Holy Spirit isn't just for ourselves, actually. The filling of the Holy Spirit is for mission. The, The filling of the Holy Spirit is for announcing that God's kingdom is here. The filling of the Holy Spirit is for us seeing people healed, transformed, made whole. It's for our neighbourhoods to see renewal and restoration. I love love coming to church and I love when it's a really powerful worship time. I love sitting in those moments. I love when God's kind of really active or or maybe I'm just in tune a bit more with what God's doing. I've kind of tuned in. But do you know those moments aren't, to be spent for the rest of our lives just living in those moments. Those moments are what empower us to live a life that changes things. The disciples didn't just hang in the meeting place together, right? We see the Holy Spirit comes in Acts 2. The disciples didn't just stay in the room. They didn't just keep singing forever in that room. We see Peter straight away tell the crowds, We see in Acts 4, the same thing happens. They didn't just hang around. The room shook. They prayed. They received the Holy Spirit. But we see the next thing is actually, well, they formed community. They started sharing everything that they had. They again testified boldly to the goodness of God. Can I tell you this morning, church, we are a mission people. We are a mission people. We want to see our neighbourhoods transformed and renewed. Do we not? We want to see the people in our lives, in our community, healed, restored, made whole again as God intended. I don't know about you, but in this city of Adelaide, I want to see people know the good news of Jesus. I want them to know that God's kingdom is here and that God's kingdom is better than they could have ever dreamed of. I want my neighbours' lives to be transformed. For eternity, for sure. The good news of Jesus, salvation through Jesus for eternity. But I know in this room that we know that there are people living in hell right now. Some of us could maybe even testify that they've gone through maybe a bit of a personal hell over the last year. Can I tell you that God's good news, His redemption and restoration is for now too. When we're asking the Holy Spirit to fill us, it's not just for feel-good fuzzies. That does happen. It's great when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just for us to have a great time. It's for God's mission to play out. We have an opportunity together this morning to again just ask Holy Spirit to fill us. To fill us again. That we might 
have that boldness, the courage to proclaim His good news. That we might see healing. That we might have that power to live like Jesus in our life. I'm going to pray, but I'm also going to ask for a bit of a bold move too. And we've done this before at church. It's a bit different this morning because we do have quite a few visitors, but that, that's great. You're very welcome here. We love that you're here. But you might just, I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit comes. We, we know that He's here, that He comes and fills us. But also, I'd like you to pray for the person next to you. The Holy Spirit might fill them. We believe in a priesthood of all believers. That actually, I don't have some goods that you don't and I can give them to you. Actually, as a church community, as a faith community, God has given our church gifts and that we can pray for one another. So let's take this moment. I ask that you earnestly seek this. We don't have, you know, a big light show. We don't have a smoke machine in the room at the moment to give us the right atmosphere. Can I tell you, it's not about atmosphere. It's about hunger. It's coming with a sincere heart saying, God, just feel me right now. Let's pray right now. Holy Spirit, we thank You that You are here with us. We thank You that You give us a boldness and a courage to speak of God's Kingdom, to speak of Jesus resurrected. We thank You, Holy Spirit, that You help equip us to a life of mission, to being more and more like Jesus every day. We thank You that You are with us and in us, but we thank You that You refresh and refill. And we ask in these moments that Holy Spirit, You might fill us again. You might come in all your fullness and you might fill us again. We ask Holy Spirit, come. Okay, we pray right now for that boldness that you gave the disciples, God, can you give us that boldness right now? The care and concern for our, for our neighbours in our city that, that you gave the disciples, will you give that to us right now, Holy Spirit? The gifts that you've given your church, pour them out right now, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Just in these moments, still with that same posture of, of like receiving from God, I, I, I felt led during worship. I believe that God comes and heals. I believe that God's a healer, right? And I believe that when the Holy Spirit comes, He heals. And so 
I wonder if there's anyone who just needs healing this morning. Whether it be physical, whether the the last couple of years have been really taxing on your, your mental health whether there's grief or loss, we we just want to pray for Holy Spirit to heal right now, don't we? Uh, I'm going to ask you to be really bold. I've used that word a lot this morning, bold. But if you're in need of healing, I believe that we as a community can pray for you. And I'm just going to invite you to just stand where you are because we want to pray specifically for you. So if this morning you're wanting healing, whether it be physical, emotional healing. I invite you to be bold, courageous and stand where you are and we will get some people around you and and pray. Nath, if there's someone over near Nath, do you want to just maybe a couple of people gather around Nath? Sam and Liv, does anyone want to kind of, if they're standing near Sam and Liv, How much do we know there's no shame in, like, healing's good. Like, we we need to be asking for healing, right? Uh, God of, like, creator of the universe, we thank you that you know us, that you made us. We thank you that you have the power to, to restore us, to make us whole again. We ask for healing in the name of Jesus. Not through special words that I'm saying or or even through me, but Jesus, we know that you can heal. And so we ask Jesus, come and heal right now. Holy Spirit, thank you that you come and that you do that work in us. We ask for healing in the name of Jesus. Restoration. God work, God work. For the rest of us, I, I said, uh, be bold. I just wonder if you might just pray for the person next to you. If you don't want to, that, that absolutely fine. But my encouragement is to receive the prayer at least. Just wonder if you might just pray for the person next to you, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, that they might know Jesus, that it might transform their life. So I'm going to invite you to do that for the next couple of minutes. If you don't know the person next to you, maybe just start by saying hi and introducing yourself and have a little convo that way. But let's pray for each other. I, I honestly believe that this moment can change our whole year. I, I truly believe it. Let's let's spend these moments in prayer.
God, we, um, we thank You for what You're doing. Holy Spirit, we thank You for the way that You're ministering right now. We give You praise and we ask Holy Spirit continue to fill us in the Name of Jesus. Amen. If you're still praying around the room, please continue to do that. The kids are all praying for each other quite loudly. It's great. It's amazing. Is there some like speaking in tongues? I, let's see. Uh, who, knows, who knows the best version of church is praying for each other? Don't you reckon that's a way better version of church than some guy up the front with a microphone telling you things? Anyone? Just me. Uh, I hope you've been blessed by being together. I love that church isn't just us meeting, but, but we get to be the church during week. We ask that Holy Spirit empowers you to be the church during your week. We invite you to stick around for a bit. We'll keep going until all the coffee's gone, uh, won't we? Yeah, good. Uh, glad that you were with us this morning. Have a blessed week. 10 o'clock every Sunday morning we're here. Bless you.